0: Howdy, y'all. It's Twyla Twain, and I'm sitting here with Brennan Lee this afternoon. Thank you, Brennan. Thanks, Twyla. It's nice to see you again. Oh, my Lord. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so happy you're here and we make this happen. This is a amazing week, and I know everyone has a lot swirling in their brains and their hearts. So the time that you spend here today is very much appreciated well, and precious. Likewise. Thanks for visiting our fair city. Love it. Love it. Um, we were at a radio panel this morning, Radio Summit, specifically for Americana reporting stations, and I was we sitting with Joby Riccio and Bella White, and I thought about the the longevity you bring history that they may or may not have an appreciation for. You've always been such a so strong of an advocate for bringing making sure people know who the hell Lefty Frizzell was, you know? And and so to bring this into the context of the future, when you see up and coming artists, how do you see their, um, what you can do for that piece of history, bringing that forward to the generation who may or may not be aware of it?
1: I think everybody finds their own way um, to their sound and whatever it is they're passionate about, Um, Specifically for me, I've always believed with with music, going to the source, the source, the earliest possible incarnation of some style of music was the most exciting. So that was just always what turned my crank was, well, you like uh, country music? Let's find Vernon Dalhart. Let's find the very, you know, let's find the the earliest thing because it, it just was exciting to me. And so I kind of see, I kind of see everyone doing that in their own way, but I tend to gravitate toward, um, other artists that have a passion for the, the old as well. Cause I was, a, I was a young kid that liked Jimmy Rogers and Hank Williams. And, yeah. Um, I was, I was unusual maybe, but I see a lot of that, you know, even now I see kids that like the old stuff, the old American art forms. So that's staying alive, you see that? I think so. I see young Western swing bands, a lot of young bluegrass bands, that's been the case for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, instruments like the the pedal steel and the console steel guitar and the, the mandolin, you see a lot more of those now, I think. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's just the world that I exist in, but the mainstream, I see them. I see some excitement for those things in
0: young people well Tyler Childers and Billy strings are, are selling out large venues right but yeah it is happening I I, I I see it outside of just being deep into it I think it's happening all over
1: I think so too and the funny thing is we kind of laugh because I've been in this long enough now that and I started playing professionally when I was a teenager so I've got a couple of decades now um, of, of being a traveling musician and full-time musician and uh, in country not to get too excited when there's a um oh it's a renaissance everything's going to be fine now look country's coming back you know it's happened before but it is still exciting to see you know real songs and uh for me it's really about the songs Yeah. To, to see that you know people kind of tapping into some really good storytelling and writing for for real people, and not just like a Coca-Cola commercial.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's been you know present for a long time. Very nice. I uh, I'd love to see whether whether it goes continues on up. is happening now. You know, that this might be where where it lands and maybe ebbs again. But it's it's happening now, and we can enjoy it. I'm here for it. you yeah, know? exactly. It's kind of kind of
1: uh, what's the word? It's it's gratifying. It's validating to. Feel like I'm a part
0: of it yeah and there's kids coming up that's really exciting. your collaborations have always blown me away and I'm um, a big fan of Jesse Dayton's and um the fo- James Han, obviously um, rest in peace yeah and uh Chris Grugs and I was reading when we were listening uh Aaron Till if you could speak to him a little bit I did not do enough research and the collaborations that you've done um, I asked you this previously, and it, it's amazing to me that you said, well, they're just my friends. <laughs> that's, that's really true. Well, it's true because, you know, y- your friends are, I
1: think, people that you have things in common with. And I'm a sensitive little bird. So if I get in the studio with somebody and I don't feel comfortable 100%, it's probably not going to last. Or if I get on the road with somebody and I don't feel at home, that's not going to work because I'm with, you know, I'm I'm spending a lot of time with the people you work with. So yeah. And anybody that's, uh, can talk Delmore brothers with me at three o'clock in the morning between truck stops is probably, we're probably going to end up having some kind of friendship. Yes. Yes. So yeah, it's, um, I'm amazed at the the kinds of people that I've gotten to work with. So uh, eight done, eight Eight through
0: honky tonking. There we go. Eight through honky tonking. Yeah. Uh, it's, my kind of album um what was the genesis of that um i
1: had moved to nashville in 2017. i got a publishing deal here and i was writing three to five times a week on music Row, um, and i had a publisher who was so cool. You hear a lot about these publishing houses where they're trying to crank out hits for okay. the latest bro country, mm-hmm. vacuous, uh, machine music, yep. you know. But my publisher, uh, Bobby Reimer, is his name, um, gave us way too long of a leash and just said, "You write what you write." And so I was writing. Um, I was just. I was writing with different people, several times a week. And I made a lot of friends that way. And I wrote a lot of songs that first year or two I was in Nashville. Specifically, I guess it was 2017 and 18. I wrote a lot of songs. So um, my friend Chris Scruggs and I were talking about making a a country album. You laugh because that's what I do. But I had this very specific idea of how I wanted it to sound. I wanted it to to be modern, but I wanted to have the essence of this special era in country music, which I think had some certain magic, and that's around 1967, 1968. A lot of my favorite records were made in that mm-hmm. year or two, mm-hmm. and we we didn't want it to be a relic. We didn't want it to sound um, like a museum exhibit. We wanted to to have the the mojo or the essence of that, because there were so many great writers. There were there was people like you know, Bill Anderson, Dolly Parton walking around town trying to get cuts, you know, and uh, well, I guess a little earlier than that, but, um, and you had wonderful recording technology that hadn't gotten too big for its britches. It was just good. <laughs> <laughs> and you had some of the world's greatest singers, you know, these people that grew up uh, rural singing in church and became these monster icons, people that we, you know, We frame idols of them on our walls here in Nashville now. You know, people like George Jones and Melvin Montgomery. And um, I wanted to catch some of that magic. So huge challenge. And Chris and I talked about players and we kind of rounded it down to some people that we felt like had uh, feelings for that era, Mm -hmm. like I do. And we put it together one song at a time and tried to reach that unreachable kind of standard of that golden era so do I understand some of these songs were written kind of pre like you pulled together older material plus added or right so I didn't sit down and write for this record okay we had him we had him spread because I had such a a ridiculous catalog from Mm -hmm. leading up to that that I just had I had like a hundred or more songs that I was interested in and just oh let's let's just find ones that fit together it ended up having some themes yes Um, there's some there's some alcoholic songs on this record. Um, there's cheating songs, which you know is still an important part of country music should be. Songs from the perspective of the wrongdoer, which you don't hear a lot nowadays. Uh-huh. So I wanted to kind of touch on some of that very human, um, hard stuff. And we did it, I think, with humor. Yes. As much as we well could. Done.
0: Yes, yes. Very well done. It's Thanks. it's. It, it, Everything about it, from the instrumentation, obviously the the level of musicians that you have working on that album, your vocal, vocals are always spot on. I think you probably you just that's how it, <laughs> it's Who you are, and well, I, had, I had
1: help. You know, really? Yeah, sure. Just um, like lessons? What do you mean? Not well, no. <laughs> I still need lessons, but uh, <laughs> like I said, just having that right dynamic in the room. Okay, you know, I I think. Usually I sing live, and I do do a lot of live singing um, with my records. But this one, I think I think I was tired when we tracked the tracked we tracked a lot of it live, tracked it at Sound Emporium and Nashville, mm-hmm. and uh, most of what you hear was done, you know, not wasn't overdubbed. It was just all everybody in one room. But I did go back and uh, and re sing some things. And Chris Scruggs, who produced the record, helped me a lot with that. I think we just had a day where we hit a stride, and I wasn't singing right, and I wasn't singing right, and then that day I was singing right. So we sang everything. Uh huh. Sang it all in one day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hit it while it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Great. It, it, it's, it's such a seller album, and it just pleases my heart to see uh, it brought forward into this era, but honoring as you always do your past. It's just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful Thank work. And speaking of which, you know, we, we spoke this a little bit, and, and if we both end up teared up, I think that's okay. Um, but to speak to, I, I think of a lot of the topics around Americana Fest when um, those, us you-hoos who come in from out of town, and you know, it's once a year or whatever, that there is a feeling of community. And, and for community radio stations, for community uh, musicians, it seems like that is very true when you said everything I have and what I've done is because of someone else right that is so deep and so true for everyone it's, it's a it's a gem it's a blessing that you recognize it and say it out loud because it's so damn true yeah
1: well um, and, and a challenge to carry forward because the blessings are great so it would be easy to be kind of
0: Kind of a hoarder about that stuff, but sit back and let them come on in. Huh? Yeah, it,
1: it doesn't work that way. You really do have to pass it on. And you know, some of the older artists that you'll see, like legacy artists, you'll see that they they retain their relevance, relevancy, <laughs> relevant uh-huh. by um, by collaborating with with newer artists. So, yeah, I I I moved to town, and it was like a nice. It was like when you go to a church in the South for the first time and everybody, there's an uncomfortable level of people coming up to you shaking your hand (laughs) and they want you to stay for lunch and you're not quite ready yet. Um, But yeah, do you want a couch? Do you need a place to stay? Do you need a, um, you know, do you need a gig? I got a lot of that. People that, uh, you know, I moved here, I started playing bluegrass again because I had people that were like, oh, we need a mandolin player tonight downtown. And I got to know, It's a great community. Yeah. It is really really a nice uh, nice family.
0: Speaking of paying it forward, are there up-and-coming emerging artists that you'd like to collaborate with that you have not collaborated with yet?
1: That's a good question. You might be putting me on the spot. Oops. I I have to think about that. There's a lot of, not necessarily younger-than-me artists, but people that I just really think are... amazing well who would you you like to collaborate with well i've collaborated a lot with With a lot with with melissa carper and we write songs together and uh i love to see the success that she's having right now yeah um i love sierra ferrell let's see who else um I just got to play a few shows with old crow medicine show mm. that was really great mm-hmm. really special the bond that, that they have with their fans was yes something to see um and th- these guys aren't up-and-comers either but i also I just just got back from a festival and i saw the traveling mccurries yeah and um that blew my mind they were awesome so that was dealt with Del- that's dell's uh band
0: minus Dell. minus Dell, okay yeah. i think if, if i'm right in saying that okay yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's a, I, I, I was, had an opportunity to see them a few years ago with Del. And to have hear him say, well, you know, back in the day, it was, well, once they called me this, and they called me Rockabilly. And then they called me, you know, all these different genre labels.
1: Did Del get called Rockabilly?
0: That's what he said. Was it his hair? What's that? My, My goodness goodness hair. hair. And, and the era, you know, it, it, maybe it was so new. I don't. This is just as up from his little band on stage, and he goes, "I don't know. It's just music. It's just music." I, and I keep going back to that for all, especially in the industry. I just, it's just music. Well, he's right. He's right. Labels are kind
1: of, kind of dumb. I mean, I uh, describe my music as country music just because it's such a broad term. Yes. There's so many things fall under
0: that umbrella. Yeah. Very true. Oh, and then one little. Um, I know we're a little short on time, so I want to make sure I wrap it up and get everything in here. The uh, potential thoughts and uh, ideas you may have about future um, work, ideas, upcoming albums. Okay, well, I have a few right now.
1: Um, one is I want to do kind of. So I made I made a record uh, last year with my favorite band, which is a band called Asleep at the Wheel record's called Obsessed with the West and um it's it's basically a collaboration between me and them and the songs are all brand new but the style is as close to 1940s Bob Wilson's Texas Playboys as we could get so you know new songs old style. I want to do that with kind of a um 50s sort of bluegrass um idea um Give or take a few years, you know, um, just just write some real bangers Mm -hmm. that maybe a band like Jim and Jesse would have recorded um, and and find find a really good band to to knock it out. And but but write about modern things, you know, like that. That's that's the thing that like turns my crank is hearing how country music, you know, as it is, uh, pertains to us as modern people because it does. It's very Mm -hmm. relevant. It's very fresh. It's music of the people. Right,
0: right. And whatever the
1: people are going through. So, which we're still going through it.
0: We might as well keep making it. We're still alive and kicking and going through ups and downs and everything that we go through. Right, and then the other idea that we talked about is I wanna do um, kind of a Western
1: album that is about the West as an idea, the American West in the context of, of women's experiences. So the West not necessarily as a geographical place Entirely, but mm-hmm. as a uh, as a symbol for the struggles of women. I know that sounds very vague, but I kind of oh, yeah. it sounds cool. That's where, where that's yeah. One one of my favorite records is uh, Gun Gunfighter Ballads. uh oh,
0: you, yeah.
1: Uh, Marty yeah. Robbins, mm-hmm. and it's so simple. It's just it's just you know some beautiful harmony parts and, and some real basic instrumentation and killer story songs. And I I want to do something kind of like that, but I want it to be about. Um, you know, the hearts of women and the struggles that we go through. Wow. That's going to be awesome to hear. I, I know that sounds like a tall order. I don't know if we're going to even carry that out. I might get Ooh. distracted and never do it, but
0: I'd like to. It's, it's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. I, and I, if it's not that, I have no doubt it'll morph into exactly what it's supposed to be.
1: I hope so. I, I know we're so. going to do more Western stuff because my heart's very
0: yeah. squarely in the West for a, awesome. lot, a lot of the time. <laughs> Even though you might not live there. No. No. I live <laughs> awesome. In well, I know your time is is probably got to go. Dang it. Uh, well. Thank you. You made, it, you made it just fly by. Thank you for getting <laughs> us in. Certainly. appreciate it. And, uh, y'all, again, this is uh, Brendan Lee and Twyla Twang on the Women's Show, KZM Lincoln, KZM HD. Thanks for listening.